When I was a kid, my parents asked me what I wanted to be when I got older, and I said a musician. They thought I said magician, and they bought me a magic kit. So magic for me is something that literally happened quite by mistake. But I got hooked. You know, it was amazing to me as a kid that I could stand in front of adults and other kids my age and uh, fool them. You know, at an early age, I learned that you didn't fool them with the trick itself, but you fooled them with the patter, the, the language, the words. You know, magicians use language, sometimes uh, other elements such as lighting or music or theatrics. But in the general sense, we use words or what are called patter. And patter is used to emphasize or de-emphasize certain actions. A great modern day example and direct example of this is Penn and Teller. Penn is the uh, patter to Teller's actions. Now again, this is something that I learned at a really young age, I think about eight years old. And I think it's a profound thing to learn at such a young age. Now, as with all things that have been around since the beginning of time, they have their dark side. So magic has its dark side, just like everything else. But I'd like to focus on the bright side of magic, with perhaps slight reference to the shadows. Now, magic, for the most part, is about deception. But the magician isn't really the deceptor. The viewer is the true deceptor. The magician is more of a guide in helping you deceive yourself. Magicians are the masters of what is known as cognitive bias. And it always allows the magician to be one step ahead. I guess you could also look at the <laughs> magician as an enabler. Now, how this can be used for bad is quite obvious. But for good, you know, it's really easy to see how people are. I mean, the magician knows all too well how much humans like to sort of make themselves special and set themselves apart. Once upon a time, magicians ruled armies. Oh, if we could all be cognizant of how easily we deceive ourselves. Unknowingly, we deceive ourselves, our language. Unknowingly, we deceive others. Our feelings, our emotions are constantly bombarding us with deception. And I haven't met anyone that is, um, that is immune to this. So it becomes more of an issue of how do we respond? How do we react? Well, in Wing Chun Kung Fu, we call it Wu Wei, to achieve without doing. In magic, oh, here it goes. I'm going to tell you the big secret. In magic, if you don't want to be deceived, you have to learn how to not listen or pay attention to the patter. So for self-deception, same thing. You really have to learn how not to listen to the patter that's going on in your head. And if you can't do that, then you're going to miss 
the appropriate actions. In other words, you're going to miss what really happened. Or you're going to miss what's happening, or you're going to miss what's about to happen. Now remember, many deceptions are hidden by everyday actions. Right? The musician pulls you into the rhythm by maintaining a beat. Deception is achieved by rhythmically fulfilling your expectations, by setting up your bias. And anyone that thinks that they can listen to the patter and stay on top of the action hasn't watched the gorilla and the basketball video. For those of you that don't know, I'm talking about the original world-famous awareness test from Daniel Simons and Christopher Cabris or Chabris. I'll put a link to it in the title. Now, it really doesn't matter if you catch the trick or you can catch the trick or not. The main point is that your brain can't always be focusing on the trick and how the trick is done. And it's when the brain can no longer stop listening to the patter. And remember, this patter can be visual as well. So if the eye cannot stop doing what it does best, which is observing pattern, pattern, get it? Pattern, pattern, pattern. When our brain is focused on the patter, that's when the deception is made. That's not just how magicians do it, it's also how we do it. In fact, well, it's, there's no different than how the magician does it. The magician just knows that that's how humans operate, so he capitalizes on that fact. The magician just enables the deceptive process that we're already constantly engaged in. You could even say the magician elevates or exponentiates the deception that you already maintain. We also can exponentiate deceptions that we maintain consciously or unconsciously. You see, that's what I mean. For an eight-year-old to get this, I think is somewhat exceptional. I'm, I'm definitely not the only eight-year-old to understand this, I'm sure. And in fact, I think that's the value of magic. I mean, if you are young and you truly can embrace magic, you're creating an amazing life skill. You're creating that experiential evidence of the inherent deceptive nature of us humans. I mean, really, when you understand this, it's hard to use the word humans. You know, it's more like monkeys. I mean, we all are just the same monkey, all of us. But any one of us monkeys can sort of stand upright and attain the fruits of humanity, if you like. But I'm afraid our spines, to this date, are still mostly curved. <laughs> and our biases heavily rooted in our animal behavior. Hmm, my brain wants to go off on a tangent right now regarding conscious and unconscious manipulations, emotional manipulation. I think I'll have to save that for a future segment. But essentially, I'm seeing that correlation between the dick and the asshole, right? A dick begets an asshole and an asshole begets a dick. I think uh, the two 
together would cancel themselves out. I'm afraid this segment has lost its pragmatic edge. Okay, I need to say something constructive here. If you don't understand what I'm about to say, go back and listen to my previous segments, specifically on emotional control or emotional intelligence. And I think a good metaphor would be most of us are emotionally illiterate. In other words, our emotions mean something, but they are illiterate. Now, it's important to understand, I'm saying that the emotions are illiterate, but we are not illiterate. Through a lot of self-discovery, self-correction, we can learn what these emotions are actually trying to say to us. Again, through a lot of self-discovery, by helping each other out, we can be sensitive without being fragile. Allow each other to express the words, express the emotions without fear of an immediate action or reaction. So in closing, being a magician does not make you immune to the cognitive biases, but it does make it painfully obvious to see in others. And I got to say, I'm, I'm impressed with my eight-year-old self because it is really difficult to teach this concept to others. Thanks for listening. Integrity Radio.
A very good afternoon to all of you. It's been a very entertaining session with all the music, and I'm going to start talking. Well, I I had a very good time. Did you all have a good time? Yes. All those had a good time. I'm going to raise up their left hand. Guys, left hand. <laughs> okay. Now, when I say the word now, I want you to put your hand down. Now, okay, I was seven years old when I performed my first magic stage show. People were amazed to see a seven-year-old performing unbelievable feats, and I was appreciated. My team and I traveled to various cities across the country for my performances. Now, during my performances, during my travels, I noticed a lot of people appreciated magic as an art. They appreciated me as a magician, as an artist. But also, there were a large number of people of my audiences who considered me to be the reincarnation of some miraculous soul or thought that I possessed some supernatural powers to do such unbelievable feats like flying in the air and levitating cars at such a tender age. They believed I could do anything by magic. I've actually got people coming up to me and asking me to solve their problems by magic. I have been asked to cure the sick. I have been, uh, and even find the culprit of petty crimes. <laughs> yeah, honestly. So, I mean, I was like 10, 11 years old, and at that time, I used to be surprised and confused to hear such words. I used to explain to them that magic is an art form. It's not some supernatural power. Some would understand, others would deny the fact. I have it's a very serious thing that I have personally met and know people who have taken advantage of this blind faith of the innocent and have become self-proclaimed godmen or women. I have got many such incidences in my life. I was in uh, Nasik Maharashtra for a performance and after my show, uh, after my show, a middle-aged gentleman, very frail and weak, started up to me with great hope and belief and asked me to solve his numerous mental and physical illnesses through magic. He went on to put great emotional pressure of responsibility on me by saying that I was his last hope to live life. <laughs> Not knowing what to do in a situation like that, all I did was I just magically made some water appear like this. I asked him to drink it and he shall feel better. So, he drank. 10 minutes of uneasy silence and then he says, I am feeling better. <laughs> I was feeling better as well then. <laughs> Listening to this, I caused some more water to appear and poured it into a matka, an earthen pot, give it to him, and in a doctor-like tone, I asked him to drink two sips of it every day. <laughs> two sips in the morning and two sips before going to bed. I know it sounds quite funny and silly now, but this was all I could think of back then when I was like 13. A week later, I received a postcard from this person thanking me and saying that he's now feeling much better. 
I was surprised more than anyone else because I knew I had just given him plain water like what he would drink every day. After this incident, it dawned on me that we are living in a country where people have great faith in superstitions. And along with my performances, I started working on removing such beliefs from society and making them realize that it's, that it's all in the mind. Yes, uh, by the age of 15, I thought to pen down my views into black and white. My book was published. It was out. I wrote many, books, many more books after that. I started giving out lectures and talks. I started conducting seminars and workshops and corporate training. I opened my center, a mind nourishing clinic in Goa. During all this, I realized even highly educated people are trapped by their own belief system. And gradually I realized it's not just in India, but throughout the world. It's a very surprising thing which I have observed. It's a very, very, very important thing if you really give importance to it. It's about us. We believe in the power of the sun. We believe in the power of the moon. We believe in stars. We believe in the power of planets. We believe in rings and gemstones. We believe in black threads and red threads. We believe in the person coming on television and asking us to add an extra A in our name for success. We also believe in the person coming and telling us about our life, about our career, about our marriage. We believe in the stone kept at the junction and pray to it. We believe and worship animals. We believe in what is written about in our horoscope every morning in the newspaper. We believe in the tree outside our house, tie threads to it and make wishes. We believe in anything else. But we don't believe in ourselves. Surprising, isn't it? When I say such things, people come up to me or mail me claiming to have experienced supernatural phenomenon. I mean, uh, I've actually got this person who once came up to me and said, Suhani ma'am, although you don't believe in external past, but I've experienced it myself. I'm like, okay, tell me. I was a very short-tempered person. But from the time I've started wearing this moonstone ring, my temper has been curbed. It has come under control. Please tell me, guys. How has the temper come under control? Was it the power of the ring? Was it the power of the moon? Or was it the power of the belief that he had in that ring? What was it? Exactly, you know it. Remember, a power of belief is tremendous. If you believe in something, that thing will work for you. But the power was never in the thing. The power was in the belief that you gave to that thing. So, a belief system is extremely powerful. Remember, our thoughts become our beliefs and our beliefs become our reality. So, remember, what you believe is what you are. What you think is what you believe. What you think is what you see and what you see is what you think. Just like my spectacles. Just frames, no lenses. So as I said, it does not mean what, it does not matter what the real, real reality is. If you think about something, your thoughts turn into your beliefs and your beliefs automatically turn into your reality. And the same concept makes magic happen. Many people ask me, what is magic? I've been asked almost 40 times over here already. Now, I have many answers to that. 
Magic is an art. Magic is a game of words and misdirections. Magic is science. Yes, as you see in chemistry. Can you show me next slide? As you see in chemistry, you will have studied chemistry. I have not been to school. I haven't studied chemistry, but I know magic. So, a chemical reaction causes the color to change. There is no magic in it. Nothing great about it. You know the chemical compositions. You know the color. But just for a moment, imagine. You do not recognize them as chemicals. They are plain liquids. Now if you mix them, the color changes. Magic. The same is with technology. A press of a button here causes the television to start over there. Or, a swipe on the iPad over here. Just show me the before slide. Before slide. Okay. A swipe on the slide over on the iPhone over here causes a slide to change behind me. It's technology. Nothing great about it. But again, imagine you do not know the infrared rays doing their business. You do not know the technology behind it, and the slide changes just by the gesture of my hand. Just by the gesture of my hand. So same technology for the one who does not know about it. It becomes magic. So. When you are in the know of it, it's technology. And when you are not, magic. Okay, so look at the images being projected on the screen right now. Do you find any magic in it? Do you find any magic in it? Not really. Why? Because you know it's technology. You know how this is happening. But if I just capture the projected light on my hand, This is magic. <laughs> so, magic is an art that involves science, technology, and sometimes just plain logic. And and magician is the one who uses all this in an illusory manner to entertain the audiences. Yes, a magician entertains the audiences by staging tricks or creating illusions of seemingly impossible or supernatural feats by natural means. You can call them, you can call these acts as magic tricks, effects, or illusions, whatever you want. However, I believe that a better magician is the one who plays with the minds of the audiences. Because it is there where the real magic happens. Because we, we as magicians, we only perform acts. Your mind turns it into magic. Yes. Magicians create situations that turn into magic into the minds of the audiences. Just like just like the optical illusion. It's an optical illusion. It's just an image. But the illusion is created by your mind. No one is doing anything. Your mind creates the illusion out of it. So, it's like your thoughts create your reality. 
and the one who understands that and manipulates audience's thoughts to change their reality and make them believe in the impossible is the true magician. I'll show you how. I've got um, two things out here. I have an iPod and a pencil. And I'm going to disappear. Disappear? What do you want me to disappear? And I'm going to make the iPod disappear. Watch very carefully. One, two, three. Oops. The pencil disappeared. Not really. Right now, I just made your mind believe that the pencil has disappeared to create magic. But ideally, it is right here. So now, the iPod. One, two, three. And it's gone. Again, it's just in your mind. So remember, your thoughts create your reality. Your thoughts become your beliefs, and your beliefs become your reality. Your, the power of our belief is tremendous. So, believe in yourself. Thank you.